I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, sipping that Kool-Aid. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I wish I was sipping Kool-Aid, um, but I don't. I haven't eaten sugar in like three weeks now. Oh, hey, how about you, man? Good job. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. I mean, I haven't gotten to eat anything like fun, but it's it's okay. I've gotten used to it now. I've just drank a lot of water. <laughs> wow, a resounding. A resounding. I, feel, I feel better. I feel better. So uh, so that's cool. Okay, and I'm going gonna, 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 gonna to keep it up. So that's I was the, gonna say, quite the endorsement of the no sugar thing. You're like, <laughs> it's okay. That, you know. we're, we're, we're trying to do this keto diet thing, my wife and I. And it really helps if you like a lot of vegetables. And I don't really like a lot of vegetables. But it's okay. It's better than I thought. I hate cauliflower. So if anybody sends me like hey, DMs of any, have you tried buffalo cauliflower? I don't care what kind of cauliflower oh, it is. Man. Now, now you sound like my wife. This my wife makes uh, tried to make the cauliflower mashed potatoes things. I'm like sucked. Horrible. Cauliflower mash. I love cauliflower mash. No, it's horrible. I'm like this is not mashed potatoes. <laughs> the very next day, she's like, "All right, I made a pizza crust out of cauliflower." I'm like, Oh my gosh! It's like the rush hour thing. Do you not understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Like that, I I don't like cauliflower. I don't care what version. I don't care what form. I don't care what food group you try with. I don't like cauliflower. Don't like so cauliflower. uh, Cauliflower pizza crust might be a little too much for me. No, no. I would eat it obviously, but I eat anything anyone puts in front of me. So (laughs) that's one of my problems. So anyway, that's uh, my rant about keto is great and I feel a lot better. So that's good. keto is good. Cauliflower is not. That is very true. Very true. Try some buffalo cauliflower. My wife makes it. It's really good. Cauliflower is like the Dwayne Wade of food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, today on the show, we're going to talk about Mark Stein. He dropped some nuggets in his latest newsletter. So we'll talk about all that. We talk. Denver? Guys, guys, he mentioned Vooch. I just want everyone to know he mentioned Vucevic, so we will talk. Calm about down, Vucevic. We will talk about it. We will sit down right now. It. Pull your pull your car over. I know some of you guys are on your way to work right now. Just pull over, <laughs> get ready because there's so many people excited to talk about Vooch. Yeah, you should pull over. <laughs> so we'll talk about that, and then I have more questions. Uh, there's questions we're going to get to. I don't think we'll get to all five or six or seven of them. But we will uh, get to some more big questions for the Mavs the rest of the season. But before we get to all that, yesterday on the show, I said like an idiot that J.J. Barea was averaging 18 shots a game. (laughs) (laughs) He is not. That is per 36. Whoever tweeted me that, I should probably figure out who that is. What was my reaction to that? Is it really? Yeah, you were like, really? (laughs) Is it? And you you just didn't even question me, which I guess is. I trust you, bro. You trust me too much, though. Like way too much. Um, I, I, I also I screwed even... up. I also screwed up a Dirk stat, um, so uh, that I tweeted out with uh, how many points Dirk needs to pass. Um, that wasn't Wilt, too bad. Though. I was off by ten. I, I was. I just did the the wrong math in my head. But uh, yeah, yeah wow. Woolsey. Shout out to Woolsey. 
He got it. He got it right, and he uh, tweeted us at Locked On Mavs. By the way, you can like, tweet us at Locked On Mavs. You can also follow me at Nick Van Exit. You can follow Isaac at Isaac L Harris. Because so, that's Nick, both both of Nick's accounts. What's both of Nick's? I don't own your account. Locked On Mavs and, and, and oh yeah, I essentially have two accounts. <laughs> <laughs> but you were like point. You were only like point eight or like point four points off. It was like he's yeah. average. 4.8, and really it's like 4.4 or something. Like. The stat was that Dirk needs 120 points to pass Wilt. He actually needs 100 and, what is it, 110 points? And yeah, so something like that. The, the stat was that he needed to average 4.8 points per game the rest of the season, and instead he needs to average 4.4 points the rest of the season. But it just doesn't mm. make the impact because the first number, 4.8, is 0.1 points more than he's averaging right now at 4.7. So that was the impact. It didn't. It doesn't make it if you say Ooh. he's he's only averaging 4.4. So uh, call me a uh, you know a reactionist. I'm I'm just trying to go for the reaction here, Isaac. And Nick, Nick tweeted or texted me and said I got I messed this up. And I was like I sent him back in all caps. <laughs> I retweeted you. And I put in parentheses, uh, Obi-Wan yelling at Anakin, like, uh, yes. But, I no uh, longer have the high ground, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> so, true. hey, if any if time we say something factually inaccurate, I am always okay with people coming back and saying, hey, you said that this was wrong. And I will, oh, for sure. I yeah. will admit that I am wrong, because I'd rather be right than you know try to hold on to a stat that I said incorrectly. Uh, yeah, if, if but when ever, it comes when it comes to opinions, it's different. But, yeah, with stats, we're if we're ever wrong, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, I would never go back and say like, no, I had that news first. That was exclusive, exclusive. You to would this never news. say that. <laughs> wow. Uh, I feel like you'd be leaving some views on the table if you don't go that route. <laughs> hey, if you throw enough crap at the wall, something's bound to stick. Well, here's one thing that's not going to stick. Uh, Mark Stein in his weekly newsletter. This is. Let's just do the whole thing. So. Um, he was asked a question about Vucevic and the Mavericks, and he went. Mark Stein went through this whole thing. He said, "Rough." This, I'm just gonna read the whole thing because it's only a couple paragraphs long. Roughly a week ago, before the Mavericks traded for Porzingis, was the first time I heard that they were planning to go after the seven foot three Latvian in restricted free agency. So they were gonna go after him. You want to? You want to just do? Okay, stop with this and just let me read a line and we react to it. Or you want me to just read the whole thing? No, you can do. Yeah, you can do. Okay, stop. I mean, yeah, that he had learned a week before that that. There were, he was going to be a restricted free agent for the most part, and which, which is nice because, you know, if Dallas didn't trade him, it looked like New York was probably going to trade him somewhere else if Dallas didn't get yeah. him. So yeah, they're they're trying to they're going for that cap space, man, and they were running with that story that he had asked for a trade, right? Yeah, whatever. So, um, and it's interesting that they were going to go after him in restricted free agency because that's what everybody was saying, and we kept shutting it down and saying, oh no, he's restricted. They're gonna they're gonna match it, but then just the weird Knicks things happen, man. And you you never know with with franchises like that what can happen. So he, Mark Stein continues. Free agency, in other words, came early for Dallas, which is probably a good thing given how many July disappointments this team has endured since winning a championship in 2011. Why does he got to throw the shot in there? Why does Mark Stein? Thanks, Steiny. Appreciate throw it. The shot in there. But do we think this is? Do we think the statement is true? Uh, that it's good that free agency came early for the Mavericks. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean it's like a few lines after that that he. I mean you got arguably. I mean besides, Dur- okay, if if Porzingis is going to be an unrestricted free agent, would he not be in the not the same exact level as Durant, but he would be on Jimmy Butler's level. Um, he would well, be on. And the thing about him is that he's twenty three. 
Yeah, like 23 he's 23. Guy, 23 year old all stars don't become available in you know free agency ever. Let's just say he would be a top five free agent, and so you basically got a top five free agent and still have max cap space. So oh oh, but do they? Eighty-seven <laughs> we'll, we'll, million. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So yeah, and, and it's and it came early, but we still think that they also have room. And he goes on to talk about that. The, this is Mark Stein again. The Mavericks are in the process now of identifying new targets because the most optimistic officials in the organization didn't expect to have secured both Porzingis and an estimated $30 million in looming salary cap space before Valentine's Day. So this is where the, the crazy kind of part happens. So they get Porzingis, obviously. Free agency came early. But then on top of that, we have the, the, the Mavericks have this $30 million in cap space. And the Mavericks apparently didn't expect that. So they didn't expect to get a deal done like that, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not it's not every day that you have a young superstar, you're going into free agency with a ton of cap space, and then you can pull off a trade to land a second superstar while keeping your cap space that summer. That's that's where, I mean, it's just mind-boggling when you think about it in those type of terms. So, yeah, I mean, for future rebuilding, that they could have never imagined that probably. Do we think this is the top two things on the Mavericks offseason to-do list? Right? Like, to get a, a guy like Porzingis and to also have the, the flexibility to have that cap space. I feel like those are the two main things, and they've already done them before Valentine's Day. I feel like that's the big part about this this sentence is that they're surprised that they've gotten those two things done, and now the rest of this is kind of – I mean, it's kind of icing on the cake, right? Whoever else they get. We've talked about Dragic. We've talked about Vooch. We've talked about other guys like that, but – uh, if they can add something substantial to it, it's just, I mean, that's incredible. Well, that's where, I mean, what we've talked about in this podcast a thousand times of when you have a young superstar like Anthony Davis back in the day uh, in towns now, and when Dallas got Lucas, like, okay, when you get these young stud superstars, you got to do whatever it takes to get the second guy to them. Whatever it takes. If it means blowing up your roster and doing these crazy trades. Dallas did a crazy trade. It was like, what, nine players in the deal or something? Like Those trades yeah. never happened. That's a trade machine trade that some Bill Simmons would throw out there and everybody makes fun of him forever. Was like, it nine players the amount of players he said, if you send me a trade with nine players in it, don't send <laughs> it to me? Don't send it to me. Because uh, they never happened. And, uh, it wasn't and, nine. That was eight. It was uh, seven. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and that, and that's what, you know, it obviously happened. So yeah, it's kind of like you, you are playing with like house money when it comes to the summer, because you already got your guy, like you would have thought like if their main goal for the next eight months, uh, would have been before the deadline until like through the summer is find the second guy for Luca, you would almost guarantee that it would take all of your cap space. Yeah. It would, it would take you absorbing, so many contracts that you wouldn't have cap space at all. Uh, it would take like it, it, like that, that you wouldn't have what you have now. And yes, I get that you don't have draft picks and that's what you had to surrender. You didn't surrender, uh, the 30 million in cap, but you did trade, you know, draft picks basically. You surrendered uh, two draft picks. Yeah. Yeah. Fu- future picks and stuff. So, but still, you got your second guy with Luca. So now you go out this summer, and like if you view Luca and Porzingis as two cornerstone stars that can win you titles, now you go out and spend your money on whatever you can at, at, to obviously fit them. 
We sound like a broken record, but it's this is the best broken record that we could be. The Mavericks have acquired two all-star players in Luka and Porzingis. So and if you're a, a Mavs fan, you, you like talking about this. Yeah, a lot of these talking points, we're, we're just going to rehash over and over again because they're just the same thing over and over again, and just in a different way. So I hope that people aren't frustrated. Like, you guys have said that already. I, I know, but it's awesome, though. Don't don't take for granted that how awesome it is. And uh, All right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk, let's talk Vooch. Let's talk Vooch, Isaac. Vooch. All right, Isaac. Let's talk about Vooch, baby. Let's talk about you and me. All right. This is again from Mark Stein in his weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to at the New York Times website. The I think it's just NY Times. I'm pretty sure. Hey, and just a friendly reminder. Uh, Mark Stein, Tim McMahon, those are pretty much the only... Uh, Brad Townsend, those are the only three guys you need to really be trusted with the Mavs Isaac Harris, that's that's my fourth one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have... I'm not... A, no. From Mark Stein, I have yet to hear any credible suggestion that the Mavericks can get in the mix for an elite for elite free agents such as Durant, Thompson, and Kyrie Irving. All right. What do we think yet. about that? I just see one word, and that's Yet. Yet. Have yet to hear any credible suggestion of the Mavericks, and this is from from people in, in the organization or from you know I, I feel like people in other organizations too, right? These are from sources. So when when we talk about stuff like that, it just you know we say, oh well, what you know, what have we heard from media people and stuff like that? He's actually hearing from real sources. Yes, <laughs> and sure. that's what makes this kind of thing different. He he hasn't heard any suggestion from sources. Yes. Not no one has made the case that Durant should sign. You know what I mean? No. You know what I'm Stein, trying to you yeah. see what I'm trying to say? Stein, Stein has some very very close relationships very high up in the Mavs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh even with uh, Mavs man himself, so maybe Champ. But <laughs> that's we don't know about that for sure. What if Champ, what if Champ is, or what if Mavs man is Mark Cuban this whole time? Have we ever seen them in the same room? I don't know, have we? It's my new theory. Um, so we haven't heard anything about them yet. If we go through those three names, if just names that he threw out, it's not, uh, he, he's talking about all Maverick, uh, um, elite free agents, but Durant is either going to the Knicks or staying in Golden State. Clay Thompson is almost assuredly staying in Golden State. And then Kyrie is either going to New York, staying in Boston, doing anything else i really have no read on, on Kyrie irving well and what's and this has been thrown out there before too and it kind of applies to Kawhi also is all of these guys have won rings before yeah so we don't know yeah, we talked for about sure this too. <laughs> yeah we don't know for sure about the like how much winning means they'll all say that but like i mean clay's gonna have four this year probably i mean durant's gonna have his third um you know, Kyrie's already won one. Kawhi's already won one. So <laughs> Kyrie will be disappointed for a third time. <laughs> um, so it, you know, it could. It, it just that's where it, some of these things like market and yeah. people you New, play with. Yeah, and like something like New York might be a little bit more appealing than uh, than what it normally would be. And uh, like I think the New York thing would be shot down a little bit more. If the two guys connected to them were, uh, were like a prime Carl Malone or prime Charles Barkley or something like that, that never won a ring, and they're like trying to go there in search because we want to win a ring because we, yeah. and that's just not what they're known for. So it kind of makes a little bit more sense. But anyway, agreed. Then he goes on, Mark Stein goes on to say, but Middleton is an inevitable and sensible target. So for all of you Middletonites, 
that have been <laughs> screaming for Chris Middleton. Um, yeah, they're going to go after him. They're going to go after him. And could that be the next step in the Giannis <laughs> journey? Could Let's that just be- say, I mean, Middleton would be a perfect fit. I mean, that there is no arguing with that. He would no, be yeah, none. a perfect uh, fit next to that. And I would pay him high money, like big time money. So um, it's just when if you're Milwaukee, you probably and I tweeted this out today. Milwaukee's free agent situation is so intriguing to me because yeah. almost all of their people are free agents. Miritich, Brooke Lopez, Bledsoe, Middleton, and Brogdon is restricted. That's pretty much their core outside of Giannis. So, but we just think that they're going to um, Middleton should be priority number one for them. For, for the it, Yes, and he's not restricted. He's un- or he has a player option that he's going to decline. Yeah. So they're going to want to do something with him quick, and they can't wait on somebody to hand him money or do. Any- they're going to want to bring him back quick with Giannis, and they'll probably pay a pretty penny, especially this, if they go a lot far. I feel like this could be the summer they either uh, make or not make or break with Giannis. I literally just watched the the Giannis documentary on on TNT. I need to watch it. Finding Giannis. After you watch it, we need to talk about it on the podcast because it was fascinating to me. But I feel like they could either make or break it with Giannis because they they can do they can overhaul their roster a lot. Now they'll probably just try to bring everybody back, but I don't know if they can bring every single person back because Milwaukee doesn't seem to be the luxury tax paying team, especially for a team like this with one and you know a one a guy in Giannis and then kind of like a two guy in in Chris Middleton. He's not a one B. He's not like a Paul George is your one B, you know, or Westbrook is your one B. Yeah, and and I think what happens in the playoffs will determine a ton. If Bledsoe flames out again in the playoffs, um yeah. You know, that could hurt his value in in the market and stuff. I think if I was them, if I had to prioritize two, it'd be Middleton and Brogdon. And then just go from there and see if you could bring back uh, Miritich, bring back Lopez for cheap, stuff like that. But the playoffs will determine a lot of their values, I think. I think Brooke Lopez should be a higher higher priority than what you're just suggesting, though. He's that combination with him and Giannis has been so good. Yes, it is. He's a perfect. He's a perfect big to pair with him. That's true. That's true. So. Uh, but yeah, he's not gonna. I mean, he's not gonna sign like a five-year max or anything crazy like that. It's not like he's not the leading scorer in a franchise's history. Oh wait, he is. He's the leading scorer in Nets franchise history, and that's so you know, weird. that's so you know, weird. You know what team he would help out a ton right now? Brooke Lopez, the Warriors, <laughs> the the Lakers. I know they screwed this. They screwed this thing up all over the place. You know who else would help? Julius Randle instead of Oh, hey, you know what? You know what wouldn't be smart is to give four million dollars to a guy that's gonna go play in China in like four days. Hey, you know who would be killing right now? He he might even be an all star. D'Angelo Russell? Was he a Laker? You know, they traded know. D'Angelo Russell for Brooke Lopez and Kyle Kuzma, so that, that's that's a moot point. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. All right. Mark Stein goes on to say, and what I have heard. Is that the Mavericks' interest in Nikola Vucevic has been overstated? Wow. I don't get the sense that they plan to go after him. Do we want to just react to that before he goes on to the reason? Um Yeah, who okay. First off, do we know the first person to report that they would 
be interested in him? It was semi. Was I it semi legit? I think it was in a Brad. I think it was in a Brad. Ran, it was a Brad oh, yeah, random yeah, yeah. article with the Porzingis news. There's Porzingis news, and then randomly in there he goes, "Their next yes. target is Nikola Vucevic," and we were like, "Uh, wait, what?" Yeah, in, because he it was know, before the, it was before the trade deadline, because so they could still possibly go after him. And we were thinking, okay, well, do they do a Harrison Barnes? You know, do they try to trade for him, or what do they try to do here? Yeah. Okay, keep on going, then we can talk about it. I don't get this from Mark Stein again. I don't get the sense that they plan to go after him. Improving the team's overall athleticism and foot speed, in addition to the very pressing need for more shooting, have been two of Dallas's recent priorities. Yes, I'm. I, we are so for this. <laughs> we are so for this. We think this is the best direction that they can go. Athleticism, obviously, to cover for Doncic. We talked about that at length yesterday. And then the the need for more shooting. I don't know if that's a. Is that a very pressing need? You're, the two your two best guys are excellent shooters, <laughs> right? It's kind of weird to me that that is a very pressing need. Now, obviously, you can. You need shoot. Every team needs more shooting. Every every single team in the league could take more shooting. The Warriors have three of the top, I don't know, ten shooters ever, <laughs> and they could use more shooting. They could use a couple more guys. Um, but well, I think. Well, I was just saying, I think the the mindset is what Milwaukee, what Bud's doing in Milwaukee with Giannis, and how everyone's including. Uh, uh, ourselves are saying man Miritich is going to be perfect for them I mean they're literally going to surround him with four shooters and when you put the ball in Luka's hand and then you have those guys even a guy like Brooke Lopez I mean Porzingis is going to be our um what would he be compared to Brooke Lopez the the Uh, thing is though that's a completely different situation because you have your main guy cannot shoot or he doesn't shoot well and so obviously he creates creates mismatch all over the place but they have a pressing need for shooting. They had one when Giannis rose to power. The Mavericks, I don't know if they have one because of how good of a shooter the two guys are. Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say if Giannis could shoot threes that they wouldn't go for the all shooter route too. Sure, sure. It, it's, because he's still going to be able to do the things he does well. Yeah, because Lucas still can do the step backs, but he can still drive and do the dribble move stuff. It's just the spacing that those four shooters allow that just creates an offense that's crazy but we're still trying to figure out and you'll see how they construct the roster of if they view Porzingis as a four or a five yeah. will they go out and try to get a rim rolling type of center to go with Porzingis then we'll know they'll keep the same type of system or will they evolve to a um, old school small ball Dirk lineup type of thing or this like Milwaukee Giannis like to with four shooters around Luca. Yeah, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll discuss that topic and the rest of this Mark Stein newser. All right, Isaac. So we mentioned before we're not sure how the Mavericks are going to use Porzingis, whether at the four or at the five. Let's just take a guess right now. If we had to guess from everything we've seen from the Mavericks the last you know few years, the way they've used Dirk in his his aging years, the way they use Dirk obviously in his prime, the way the NBA has evolved. Do we think that the Mavericks are going to try to use Porzingis as a four or a five? I'm I'm going to say four. That that's going to be my guess. They're going to try to use uh, him as a four. They'll they'll put a guy next to him, but it'll be sort of positional. He'll be a four on offense. Is is the way that I'm trying to say it. He'll guard. I don't yeah. Know. So that was what I I don't want to be like. Well, it kind of determines, but I'm actually gonna, am going to play the card. It determines who you have at the four. So if you have. I think, in my opinion, I think if you have Maxi at the four, then you can get away with Porzingis at the five. 
But I don't think Porzingis at the five with somebody like Finney Smith or a Harrison Barnes type yeah. at the four would work. Um, or would work in uh, whatever. Um, but, okay, and I know this guy's been connected before, but like, let's say you went out and got Julius Randle and put him at the four. I think that could, like, that would, uh, he would take on the rebounding type of role. He could maybe bang with some of these other guys. He, you know, I know he's like 6'8, six, 6'9, six, but still, he's like, you know, a bigger body. Yeah. He's real strong. Now, now, we're not talking about his shooting and all that stuff, but that's it just determines the four alongside Porzingis. I, I think on offense, for, I think even if they want to evolve the offense to a Milwaukee type of thing with Porzingis at the five, like Brooke Lopez is, I think that could work, but defensively and rebounding who you put at the four alongside Porzingis is huge. If you don't put, or you could go like you're saying, put Porzingis at the four and then try to, you know, go after a Capella type Uh, three years ago, Deandre Jordan type, you know, with, with Porzingis. If the Mavericks somehow use their cap space to bring in Nerlens Noel, how would <laughs> to bring it? Okay, would a Nerlens Noel and Porzingis lineup be? What would what would that be like? That'd be I'm so not, weird. I, okay, would, I'm not gonna lie. If it if it if, take away everything in the past, it would be kind of fun. Is that the least amount of pounds per height? Um, oh gosh, of any starting <laughs> five. Uh, who is Manute Bowles front court partner? Because maybe besides him, that might be the skinniest front court in NBA history. And then you put Brokoff at the three. and <laughs> We got to take Luke out because he, he a thick boy. <laughs> He's a thick boy. <laughs> um, okay, if the, what I was going to say before is if the Mavericks use that space to, to, to go after DeMarcus Cousins, let's say they try to do that. And we, we'll break down all that stuff. We'll go through. We'll, we'll probably yes. do free agent profiles on all of these guys. We will. Uh, like we do with the draft. Would they try to use Porzingis as a four or a five with DeMarcus Cousins? Yeah, and that that's a, that's a perfect example of what I was going with, like Julius Randle, Maxi, Like, Boogie would immediately become the banger against the Nurkic types. Yeah. He would be your rebounder and all that stuff. The benefit of Boogie is Boogie can hit threes. The crazy thing about Boogie is, and this is what I think some people are overlooking when they're mentioning the Achilles thing, you wouldn't have – okay, I, chemistry aside and his him agreeing to his role aside, basketball fit, you wouldn't need him to be old Boogie. Like you would say, bang down low, get boards, and shoot threes. Basically, do what you're doing for Golden State, but do for us at a higher price. Yeah. Like you see, what I'm saying, like it's not obviously if he wants to go back to being a Batman Robin type uh, on a you know a different team, then that's you know him and he deserves that. But that's the thing. If he was playing alongside Porzingis, I think Porzingis would be your anchor, and but Cousins would be the banger. But then on on offense, can you imagine a healthy boogie with Porzingis and Luke? Like, yes, I can imagine that. I mean, I'm gonna go would... imagine that on 2K right now. <laughs> uh, the anchor and the okay. banger. I feel like that's a new shirt idea, like a new T-shirt idea. The anchor and the banger. The anchor and the <laughs> banger. So okay, so let, let's finish this Mark Stein thing. Um. In addition to the breast need for shooting, have been Dallas's recent priorities. A disclaimer: I feel the need to add for my wise capologist friend Albert N- Namad. 
Dallas is still roughly 8 million shy of maximum cap space and faces a few roster decisions this summer before that can figure that figure can be pinpointed more precisely. This is something we've been talking about over and over again. They're not there, and you've mentioned it several times. They have to do something else. You have to do something with Dwight Powell, Courtney Lee, something like that to be able to get to that max cap space of of thir- the 38, 37 million that guys like Durant and uh, who else would who else would be in that cap? Jimmy Butler, I guess, would be in that cap this year. Uh, the guys that have, have 10 plus years experience in the NBA. Those yeah, guys so, are those guys are at the thirty seven. The guys with less, so like Porzingis, is not going to be at the thirty seven. That's because he hasn't no. had that much experience in the NBA. So his max is going to be a little different. And then Demarcus Cousins, his max is going to be that third. I think he's he's probably the thirty seven. I haven't looked at his max because I really don't think he might. But he's not going to get. But, nobody's going to give him yeah. the max probably. So uh, that's where that's going to be different. They don't need that to be able to go after a guy like Demarcus Cousins. That yeah, that Durant numbers around that thirty-seven mark. So when you look at Dallas's cap at thirty, and they need to clear that eight or so million to get to you know, if you're theoretically going to get a Durant, you would have to. The easiest route would be to stretch Courtney Lee because he's making around twelve. If you stretch him, that would you would pay him four million over those three years. And probably and that pull would, a hamstring too. That would get you. That would get you your exact eight for the most part. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's that. But the, the thing with that is besides Durant, you know, like you just said, there's only a few guys that can fit into that. You know, you obviously only do that, but oh, oh, well, I don't even know how many of these max guys are actual like full max guys. I feel like Durant might be the only one. Cause even thinking about Jimmy Butler, he, I feel like he came in after Durant Thompson, yeah, well, the combination well. of years and are you worth it, that's the, you know, yeah. there's not very many people that's going to do that. Right, and that's the way it should be in the NBA. There should only be a certain amount of people that are actually worth that max. Now, guys like John Wall and other others have gotten this max, and now it's all kind of messed up <laughs> But for, yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah, and that trade exception plays into it. We Do you want to go into that all that right now? No, 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 let's, let's, do, it in, oh, okay, let's okay. do it in another day. Um, yeah, the trade exception. We're learning more about the trade exception and what the Mavericks can do with it. It's uh, it's very complicated, and we've been right about it. We've been a little wrong about it, but it's uh, it's just yeah, more, flexi- way- more flexibility for the Mavericks, really. Yeah, the way that I laid out some things uh, back like last week, that's not uh, that's not exactly true. There's a there's a pathway for that to be true. It was, but I, it was I, in I our podcast clarify. about Durant. It was in our, our could yeah, the Mavericks yeah. be a landing spot for Durant? It was that podcast. That, that there's there's a way that that could still work out. I just need to clarify a few things uh, on that. But we'll we'll uh, once again we'll talk about this a ton uh, moving forward. But can we are we going to talk about Vooch at all? Yeah, let's just, just let's hit the topic since this has been brought up today. What it's just we've never been fully like. Oh my gosh! Yes, let's do it. Let's chase him like all about it. Uh, it's just a it's a weird fit. There's a lot of Mavs fans right now that, and trust me, we've heard we've heard from y'all, and we we feel it like that really want Dallas to go after Vooch, and I think he's having. A- <laughs> I mean, culturally, he fits in perfect. So. <laughs> Um, uh, he's having an incredible year, and I was, I'm, I was so happy for him that European he made the All Star. 
the all-star team and stuff. It's just, I, I think it's a weird fit. And even I was looking up some synergy stuff for him. Uh, I know he's shooting like in the high thirties of three point percentage. <laughs> um, but I, I was, I told Nick, I said, like, here's a surprising stat for you that uh, on synergy, he's below average in his spot up shots. And uh, he's in the 30th percentile of, of people who, who are taking spot-up shots okay, in the league. But with that, with that stat, though, think about the point guards that he has played with. Oh, all, all for sure, Think yes, about yes. – remember that, that meme a while ago where it was uh, – the, the Magic tweeted out. It was even – I think it was a month after the season was done. Thank you to Shelvin Mack who led the team in assists per game at 3.9 <laughs> – Yes. And you're just saying, oh my gosh, this team has no playmakers at all. So could that be changed if he played with Luca? Absolutely. But um yeah, I it just it'd be adding to I feel like Vooch is sort of the non passing version of, of Luca as a big. <laughs> you know, he makes shots, he can uh he can take it down low. His 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 down low post moves is kinda like uh, Lucas step back and his moves and his floaters and stuff like that, but he just brings similar things in that regard. He brings similar production in that way, and the Mavericks just they don't need that. They need different things. Yeah, and and what we're and what or at least what I'm trying to say is, is it a, a horrendous fit? No. Is it a perfect fit? No. Could they like roll it out there and you know win some games, have fun with it? Yeah. yeah. But I think now that you have your two. Uh, stars or your your young stars moving forward you want to try to find pieces that fit perfectly and to get vooch you're gonna he's 28 um he's you're gonna have to i mean he's almost 10 years older than luca so you're gonna and you're gonna have to pay him a, a really pretty penny so and then you're looking at the front court duo of him and you know in him and porzingis so uh, let me ask you this would you rather have vooch as your starting front court alongside porzingis making 22 million a year or would you rather have maxi uh making 12 you know i'm a maxi stand for life so yeah so like that that's <laughs> the thing and would you rather take that other money and chase yeah. and it's like what stein was saying they're looking for foot speed i would rather you know go after some wings whether it's through free agency or the trade market and go after these guys that we have our center, our big guy. Let's try to find these wings, these, you know, sick, the classic, you can never have enough, you know, Ariza, six, six, PJ the, Tucker types, the, you know, Iguodala yes. types, the guys like that. Like if the Mavericks could get their hands on guys like that, that's what you need next to Porzingis and, and Luca, not another guy that, you know, his best attribute is getting buckets <laughs> down low, by the way. Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about this before the pod. His highest percentage of offense possessions is post ups, and it's not really close. Like, I mean, post ups he's running twenty seven percent of the time. After that, he's a pick and roll man eighteen percent of the yeah. time. So he's a post up guy. He's shooting it great from you know percentage wise from three. And now the thing he does do is he does he does rebound. I mean, yeah. he's averaging yeah, yeah. like I think twelve a game. So uh, he's a really good rebounder and stuff. So I I, I don't hate the Vooch addition. But I don't think it's a perfect fit either. And I, I would go some other routes uh, if I was Dallas. Yeah, the rebounding and then the pick and roll. We've talked about how Porzingis really hasn't been a good pick and roll guy. He hasn't been really a great roll guy. He's an awesome pop guy. I mean, he's probably one of the best pick and pop bigs in the NBA. And so having that, having those two different options for Luka, the, the pick and roll with Vooch and then the pick and pop with Porzingis, that could be good. That could be part of that 
part of the pairing where we say this could be a good pairing, but then on the other end, you're giving up more on defense. Do we really want a Vucevic-Porzingis you know, back line on defense? I don't know about that. I mean, I would take Porzingis as like your anchor, but it wouldn't be the anchor and the banger. It would be like the he'd be he'd still be your know. banger, but just he's not banger yeah. as a mash. He's just the bang. He's just the. I mean, banger. compared to Bamba, he's definitely the banger for the Magic. So well, Bamba's uh, out. So he's not can you imagine if you had Bamba and Porzingis? That'd just that would be, be interesting. That'd be skin. <laughs> that would be the skinniest front court. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Nerlens, I think skinnier than. Who's skinnier, Nerlens or Nerlens? <laughs> oh man! So, all right, there you go. That's the Vooch talk. We're not totally against it. We're not totally for it. It would be interesting if he's max money. I think we're against it. If it's uh... oh gosh, no, yeah, no. yeah, we're we're against it in that way. But it's an interesting idea. But the Mavericks apparently are not interested in, and they don't. And Mark Stein doesn't get the sense that they have a plan to go after him. So, kind of. Not really an option at this point, but things can always change. Maybe they're just holding their cards close to the chest, and uh... and and I think we'll hear more names as the time goes along. Like Brad definitely heard that from somebody; he yes, wouldn't have reported absolutely. that. Uh, so Stein is saying he thinks the interest is overstated. So it might not be. Hey, I you know they don't complete. They're com- I don't know if Stein's fully saying they're not interested at all, but they're not like fully target set on him either they're still trying to figure it all out like maybe somebody said you know next we're gonna look at guys like Vucevic or other guys that are available and that was also the the town the Townsend you know anecdote or that that report was before the trade deadline so this was also maybe they were pursuing him before but maybe in free agency they're not going to pursue him maybe they're trying to think well maybe we can get him before you know free agency. that's true and then, yeah and he's also an expiring contract so that could also help with what they're trying to do with getting more cap space. So it's, it's all, I mean, there's so many different plans I'm sure that they've had before the trade deadline, but there you go. Uh, we didn't get to any of my questions, so we'll do that. We'll do that at a different day. We uh, are really good at this, just stretching these, these things. We stretched a three paragraph thing for an entire 40 minutes. So good job, Isaac. Yes. And some people ask us, well, how do you come up with your topics, Mike? Sometimes they just oh. fall literally into our inbox. Yes, they just uh, they just fall on our lap, and uh, we just go with them and chat. So there you go. Let us know what you think about Vooch. You can tweet us, obviously, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris, and at Lockdown Mavs. If you're upset that we're not super over the moon about Vooch, let us know. And uh, who else do you think that the Mavericks could go after in free agency? Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.